Ephesians 2, verse 12. There is it up there for those who have Bibles and those who are taking notes. Let me go to my notes. Alright, challenge this week. Let us all download Bibles on our phone. Because clearly, using your data for something else. Where is the data or data? Data. Depending on your Yeah. Are we there? Are we there? Uh, can Nina please read out for us? Shh. Please read it loudly, please. When you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. Yes. Uh, we started a new series uh, before we closed the term, right? It's called Made New. Uh, if you remember, we spoke about salvation, right? So this series is basically teaching you technically the beginning of, of, of your salvation, right? Because most of us, we do not understand what, what steps we should take and what we should do after receiving Christ because most of us receive Christ today and then tomorrow we go back to our old self, right? So this series basically teaches you how, what's the next step after salvation, right? Uh, so I'll give you three points as always. Uh, I don't speak. I don't speak a lot over here. I think, uh, but hopefully in the next twenty minutes we'll be done because here I finished my time with the games. Uh, but I'll try. Uh, if Sia goes down a bird, my first point is it starts in the heart, right? If you go to Romans ten verse ten. Can someone quote it for me? Someone knows the Bibles? Come on, someone. Romans 10, verse 10. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Oh, yes. So, it is with your heart. When you, when you receive Christ, you don't receive him verbally. That's part of the stages, but... Where does it start? In the heart. Right? But this step that I'm going to speak about is also starting in the heart. Right? You see my, my second point. Don't go down here. You see my second point, and I'll explain my second point, is I'm going to touch on a topic that a lot of you guys don't understand because some were raised in a Catholic church, and you were sprinkled. I think you know what am I talking about. I'm speaking about baptism. So, you ask, when is the correct time to get baptized? And some of you will ask, uh, is, is it a must for a Christian to get baptized? Hopefully, when we're done with this, I'll answer that question. And this will answer, should you get baptized or should you not get baptized? Making sense so far? So, we, we, we as, as, as a church, we teach this in discipleship. I think it's book two, if I'm not mistaken, Sia. Uh, disciple, uh, baptism, right? We teach it because it's something that is so significant. That's my next point. Thank you, Sia. 
Baptism does not save you. It's so sad that we are in a generation where churches preach false doctrine. And they'll tell you, if you don't get baptized, you won't get saved. You, you are not saved. I'll use another t- typical example that we face in our church. They say, if you do not speak in tongues, you are not saved. But baptism and tongues is not a way to salvation. Baptism is something that you receive and do when you are saved. Making sense so far? So for you to get baptized, you need to be saved first. That's why we started with salvation. You cannot get baptized and then get saved. That's not how things work. If you go to the book of Matthew 28, verse 18 and 19, this is one of my favorite scriptures. And it says, So he came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. So go and make followers of all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please read 18 first. So he came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Okay. So we have the authority. True? I always ask you all this. If you have the authority, why don't you use it? Different topic for a different day. Let's leave it there. Uh, We have that authority to to, to baptize. Right? And God himself, Jesus himself told us that we should go out there and baptize them in in the name of the and the Holy Spirit. So you have the authority to do that. But I feel like for you to have that authority, you should know where you are. You should know where you stand with God. You cannot just baptize people. I'll use a typical example. I'm actually studying the book of Acts. If you go to the book of Acts, there's a gentleman called Philip. When he met the the gentleman from, from Ethiopia, Uh, Ethiopia, right? right? That man from Ethiopia, I think he felt it immediately. This man is a man of God. And he said, here's water. Baptize me. But before he got baptized, he had to receive who? Jesus Christ. So baptism will never save you. And baptism in, in, in mega churches nowadays... You, you get a special t-shirt. It's not about the t-shirt. It's not about the certificate that you get. You can have it, but if you don't have what Judy spoke about, salvation, baptism doesn't really matter. In, as Romans 10 verse 10 says, if you confess, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be. Then, after that, you take a step to say, 
let me just show that I have faith in God. It's just a symbol that a Christian should take to show that you are a child of God. You should get baptized. Some of y'all will ask me, ah, to me, what about that man that was on the cross with God? I think with Christ. I think Christ will answer that question, not to me. I don't know. <laughs> because I think he passed away after, on the cross, so he didn't get baptized, but he got saved. I'm not saying get saved and don't get baptized. All I'm saying is he didn't have a chance, but I believe if he had the chance, he would do it. The person that you are following himself did it. So why don't you did it also? <laughs> Let us did it together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I want to emphasize, I know I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about baptism, but I want to emphasize about this. Guys, it's about time you get saved. It's about time you get saved. Because you don't know your tomorrow. Your tomorrow is not promised. You might say you are young. In the couple of weeks that we passed, we've faced difficult moments, different difficult times in our country where people your age pass away. And we always tell you, Sia comes stands here, Judy stands here, Nina stands here, I stand here, and tell you, guys, you never know your tomorrow. We might leave this place and you don't see tomorrow. My next point. Jesus doesn't just give you a better life. He gives you a new life. If you go to Romans 6 verse 23, 2 Corinthians verse 5 and 7, Ah, Romans. Romans. Alright, so the book of Romans 6 verse 23 says, When people sin, they earn what sin pays. But God gives his people a free gift, eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Can someone read a different version? Because Sia's version is... Thank you. And for the wages of sin Thank is you. death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ, in Christ Jesus, Jesus, our Lord. Yes. So, 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 <laughs> so, so this scripture is so nice because we use it so much. We use it so much. Especially those who did E3. We use it so much. But the, on, at E3 we, we break it down because we, we want to catch you, the sinner. We, we just say, the wages of sin is death. And then we explain it. What is the wages of sin? Yet again, I was reading the book of... Shh, guys. I was reading the book of, of Acts. There's a 
gentleman, if I'm not mistaken, as Ananias. Is it Ananias? And the, the, the wife. Right? That's the name, right? I don't want to get the names wrong. And this gentleman decides to sell the land. Right? He sells the land. And so, in, 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 let, me, let me backtrack your guys a little bit to understand the back, the back story. Uh, when, when the church started, people started selling their properties and they gave it all to the ministry of Christ, right? So this gentleman decides to say, I'm, follow, I'm going to follow Christ and his ways. Let me sell my property. And then the gentleman decides to just chuncha a little bit for himself and give the other part to the, to, to, to the ministry. And then they call him up front and if I'm not mistaken, it's Peter, calls him up front and says, uh, you are lying. This is not the whole thing. This is not the whole amount that you should give. And he's like, no, it is the whole amount. And then he took his last breath. Gone. And then Peter calls the wife and they ask her, is this the whole amount that should be given? And I, I believe she didn't know. She's like, yeah, that's the whole amount. And guess what? She took her last breath. Gone. When we say the wages of sin is death, it means the wages of sin is death. But the scripture continues. It says, but, but, you know that word, but, changes the whole statement. It says, but, but, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. But for you to get that gift, you need to do something. For example, I have Zambak here, right? Ah. No. I have a Zambak here, right? And then I say, Fonelo, this is a gift for you. What should you do? Take it. Right? He took it. No, don't sasa with it, please. <laughs> You have the gift. It's free. We do not charge you for it. God, Christ doesn't charge you for it. If a pastor charges you for a free gift that God has given you, leave the church. Leave it immediately. So, we have it free. Why don't you take it? A lot of your guys will say, I am still young. I still want to Enjoy my life. I want my life to be deep. Yo, when last year I used that word? <laughs> I wanna, I wanna enjoy it. But now enjoyment might destroy you.
you might want to enjoy it, but that enjoyment might be the end of you. In Nyobeni Tavern, not so long ago, in Eastern Cape, there's kids younger than your guys, age 14, age 13. Bashai, they were doing shh, they were doing pens down. They were doing pants down. And then something happened. We're still investigating as a country. Unfortunately. A couple of weeks ago, Eastern Cape seems far. A couple of weeks ago, just down the road, Orlando. People were dancing. I bet. I bet there were people your age. Because I need to be honest with your guys. People your age, and maybe some of your guys, go to such places. I, 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 don't, need, I don't need comments. Thank you. Shh. People your age are at those taverns. Even now, some of them were sleeping during the day. Now it's their time. They were not too relaxed. They were not enjoy their life. But, but, you never know. I'm continuing and I'm saying it again. You'll never know. You'll never know. Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. Someone? Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creation altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Oh, yes. So, when you are in Christ, you are new creature. If you are going to, what's this direction? East. If you are going east, right, turn and go west. That's what we mean, new creature. You forget about your old and you depend in Christ. You do not depend on your own strength. Shh. You do not depend on your own strength. Because I feel like this is where we make a mistakes as children of God. After we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior and make him king of our lives, we want to overcome with our own strength. We want to defeat the enemy with our own strength. And if you say, Christ, here am I, I come before you. I don't have the strength to fight, but you do. Don't you think he'll be there with you? Because I always quote the scripture, because it's a scripture that I use almost every day. Christ says, I'll never leave you. 
I'll never forsake you. Because that's his promise. If you're a believer of Christ, he'll never leave you. Seek his face. But if you do not know him as your Lord and Savior, maybe it's time for you to say, Hear my Lord. Hear my Lord. I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. I think we've we've preached this so many times to your guys. And some of you might say it's a song that we are singing so many times. But I will sing it until Christ comes. Because that's our mission as disciples of God. We do perform miracles, but miracles are not the main mission that we have. The main mission that you have is to preach the word of God, and God shall do the rest. Don't stress about the person getting saved. You preach the word of God. We are not the saviors of the world. Christ is. But at the same time, when you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe it's time for you to get baptized. It's time for you to take the next step. I wanted to download a video but I didn't have time to, to do that because it's been a hectic week at work. Can you please close our eyes and then I'll elaborate and just imagine this. No one speaks. Put your phones away. Close your eyes. If you're afraid of the dark, it's time for you to face your fears. <laughs> So, think about this. You are at a hospital bed. While you are at a hospital bed, your life is about to come to an end. The doctors are trying everything to save your life. They try, they try, they try, and they fail. They try, and they try, and they try, but they still fail. They ask the nurses, Ness, what's the solutions for this? They ask the doctors, doctors, what's the solution for this? But there's no solution. Then, just out of the blue, a doctor budges in, budges in and, and leaves the 99 and comes straight to you and gives you life. 
And he works so hard. He works so hard for you to get new life. Then the machine goes. continues trying, continues knocking. He tries everything and eventually he succeeds. This doctor, his name is Jesus. He's here to save you on your deathbed. The devil might say it's over with you, but Christ says this is just the beginning. Maybe it's time for you to depend on him and trust him. So that the machine kicks in. We are born with the seed of Adam. But now it's time for you to take the seed of Christ. I'm giving you the baton. Time for you to take it and you continue making disciples. See, I'm going to play a song softly. And if, if you're one of those people that are not sure, because when you face Christ, you won't be doing it with your friend. You'll be doing it alone. So don't fear the person that you are sitting next to. Don't fear the person that you are sitting next to. But it's time for you to trust God. And while the song is playing, you can come up front the altar and we'll have youth leaders come and pray with you. Because that dead bed might not be salvation but it might be a need that you have. Christ is there. You guys can stand and come up front if you want to. The, the, the altar is open for your guys to, for prayers. Whatever prayer you have will We'll lead you on.